Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Mark Radito. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so, you're born in Manila, or like kind of about right outside, right? Or? Yeah, yeah. I was born uh, outside of. Well, actually, I was born in Manila, in Quezon oh. City. Um, and but I grew up in uh, San Pedro, which is mm -hmm. a uh, suburb south of Manila. Yeah. Yeah. What do your parents do, or before? Uh, well, my dad was a, uh, a construction engineer, so he builds houses. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom is. What kind? Like residential. Uh, residential. Or? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Does you know residential houses? My mom is a stay-at-home mom. Oh, yeah. there's a big demand for residential houses, right? In yeah, Colorado. I feel like the Philippines is continuously um, just you know developing and, yeah. and progressing. Um, you know, for for better or for worse. I guess, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's just like all these like houses and commercial development going on, um, and you know, inevitably sometimes it displaces you know, people. Yeah. Sort of like the same as what's happening in the States too, you know, yeah, the LA. whole gentrification thing. But yeah. but yeah. Where do you think you got your creative side from? Creative side? I think it would be from my dad, who, uh, he, um, he got me into music. Oh. Yeah. He, uh, uh, the first band that, uh, that I, you know, got obsessed with um, is the Beatles, and I, oh. you know, my dad, you know, gave me, you know, like a tape of the Beatles, and then, you know, it was just like something that I, you know, just obsessed with, and you know, during that time I was like playing the drums, and I was trying to sort of like do drum covers of like the Beatles, and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think the, the the music and the creative side I got from my dad. Um, yeah. And it was also going to church, right? Or Yeah, yeah. Um, you were in the were you in the church band? Yeah, I was in the church band. <laughs> I was in the church band. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have so many memories where I would play the drums really loud and you know, it, you know, obviously it's a church, you know, it's very like <laughs> conservative and you know, the you know, I thought that people would like it. People didn't. So, <laughs> so yeah. she's Philippines. It's like so. Yeah, yeah. Down. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think most of my music experience starting out um, is from church, playing at church. Was it? What were your like friends listening to back then? Oh man, um, I guess. Let's see. During that time, I remember when I was playing in, it's so funny because there's this like contrast. Um, I was playing in uh, a church, right? But at the same time, I was also like into metal during that time. And so there's this like extreme sort of like, every Sundays I, uh, you know, play at church, but like on the other days I actually listen to metal, like Slayer, Pantera, you know. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> is, mayor, uh, is metal, big in Philippines? Yeah, yeah, I would really? say so. There, there's like a That's metal so scene. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think, 
the Philippine scene in general sort of mimics or, or, or it's very similar to like what we have here in the States, right? Like, like there's these little pockets of like, you know, uh, obsessed fans, you know, and you know, in the Philippines, there's, there's a big scene for metal. There's a big scene for, for, for punk, which I also grew up listening to. Oh. Um, <laughs> emo, you know, hardcore. Um, yeah, so, so pretty much those are the music that I actually grew up with. Um, How do you call it? Is it like Laguna? Or Laguna, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the town that I oh. grew up in, and that town is is known to have like a a, a big uh, punk and hardcore scene. Oh wow! When I was growing up. So you were so. in tons of bands. I was in tons of bands. Um, yeah, you know, playing drums mostly, but I would have side projects where I would also sing and play guitar. So, so yeah. Oh, so yeah. you were already singing when you were young. Yeah, yeah, I was, I mean, you know, you're just like singing in punk bands and, you know, with with punk bands, I feel like um, you don't need to have a lot of talent. <laughs> and, and I guess like, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, that you don't need a lot of talent. I mean, like, at least you have to have some sort of understanding of music. And during that time, it was, I was just trying to find my voice and, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, when I remember all the stuff that I did back when I was young, it's like, oh, this is crap, you know. But then, but I was also young and I was also sort of like trying to explore like different sounds and yeah, yeah. How else would you describe yourself back then growing up? Angsty. Mm -hmm. And I mean, all of us were, you know, yeah. at some point, you know, when, when we were growing up. Um, I feel like I was such a, uh, an emotional, like, kid growing <laughs> up, you know, like, like, I think that's the reason why, um, you know, after, um, getting into punk rock, I started listening to emo, and that's why I feel like that's, uh, that's a music that's, that very, like, was perfect during that time in my life, and, you know, I... I mean, we all know like that that stage in our life, yeah. you know, like like everything is a big deal, you know, like you, you hate your parents and you know um, feeling isolated, you know, feeling different from everyone else. Mm. Um, so. And then when you first started producing on your own, how do you say it, Coco Lulu? Or? Coco Lulu, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when I started the Coco Lulu project, um, that was around. 2006 and I guess during that time I got tired of playing in bands and so I started to explore electronic music and um, I was interested in, in doing more sort of like lo-fi sort of synth pop sort of like just weird synth sounds mm -hmm. I, I didn't really you know venture into like dance music itself but sort of like like the 80s stuff like the you know like the new wave sort of stuff like i wanted to make music that's similar to that and so who we, who mm. are you listening to for the mm. turning point ah let's see um i listened to i used to listen to this band called uh, uh joy electric and he uses a lot of like modular synths um who else did i listen to 
uh, like Joy Division, mm-hmm. um, New Order, um, that sort of stuff. A lot of like 80s stuff, 80s synth stuff. And and with the Kokolulu project, I wanted to make uh, you know like music that sounds like that. Um, and then you, you know like at some point, I I feel like oh you know I wanted to I, I got tired of the name essentially you know Kokolulu, and so. I adopted the moniker Spazkid, mm-hmm. um, and this was, this was like two or three years in. Um, so, so yeah, Spazkid. How old were you when you did Spazkid? I would say maybe early twenties. Okay. Early 20s. Yeah. So, were you already in? the U.S. by then? Mm-mm. Oh. I was still in the Philippines during that time. Oh, so you yeah. went to college in the Philippines? Correct, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. What were you studying? I I was studying uh, business uh, management, um, and I have a degree yeah. <laughs> with business. I'm like, not surprised. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in the Philippines Yeah, yeah, business. yeah. Um, was that it, from your parents? They just wanted you to... How did you know? You're so good. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny because, like, yeah, yeah, I mean... I, so, I went to this university um, in UST, uh, which is like a, a like an old university in the Philippines, um, and they're known for their art school and their their medical school, mm. which is you know interesting. Um, but so you know, I took the application exam and I actually passed both the art school and also the business oh, school. Wow. You know. And during that time, my dad, you know, had a business and, and, you know, he was telling me, oh, you know, someday you would be... Joining the family. Yeah, joining the family business and all that stuff. And, you know, it's stable. I was like, okay, cool, you know. Um, And so, you know, I went to business school and, you know, earned my degree. Did you Um, like it? It was was okay. Yeah. It was all right. You know, I feel like it's... um, I guess, like, in hindsight, it is helping me now as an independent musician, like, knowing at least, like, yeah. the basics of business. Because, I mean, being an independent musician is essentially being, like, an entrepreneur, you know? You're, you're you know, you're, you're, you're running your own shit. You're, um, you know, like, you're managing people, you know, your team, whatever. Um, income, expenses. So I think, like, it, it worked out. But if I was to go back again, um, I might take, I might go to art school instead. Mm. Yeah. So. And then what happened after? Um, so, so after college, um, you know, worked crappy jobs. Not with um, your dad? No, I didn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> like after college, my, my dad uh, moved to the States. Oh. And my whole family moved to the States. And so I was just left there. Um, in the Philippines to sort of like, uh, you know, manage and take care of like properties and all that stuff. Um, what did your dad move, your parents move to the States for? Uh, for work. Oh. Yeah. My, my dad got a job in, uh, um, at a construction company in Chicago. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Especially like them oh, absolutely. finding him. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so it was a good call for him to actually move to the States because, you know, you, he, he gets paid better. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and so, yeah, you know, he, he and, you know, my sisters moved out there and I was the only one, um, you know, uh, stuck in the Philippines and, and 
it was cool because like that also gave me time to sort of like explore um, music, you know. Mm. Um, you know, but at the same time, I was also working crappy jobs during that time too. So it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of rough um, because I was starting my my music career over there, but at the same time too, like working, um, and you know, the stuff that I. The companies that I work for are like, they're just really crappy, you know? Or or I wasn't made to, or it was hard for me to actually work for. What kind of jobs were they? Um, mostly customer service jobs. Okay. They're like, you know, like tech support and stuff mm. like that. I used to work for Dell. Okay. Um, Dell tech support. Mm. It was like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the worst because um, everyone who's calling is irate. Everyone's just mad. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, their, their computer's not working, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, imagine like having to deal with that like every single day, every hour. Um, it's draining, it's exhausting, yeah. you know. And then, you know, after work, I would just go straight home. And I think my outlet uh, was, during that time, was, you know, just music, you know. Like, I would try to, um, uh, you know, put all of these, like, feelings and emotions, my frustrations and everything towards my music, you know, um, and, and yeah, and, and I feel like I, that, that, that also taught me to become, like, patient and consistent with, um, with just having a, you know, a creative practice, mm -hmm. yeah. How did you get the early music out there for Spaz Kid? Oh, man, MySpace. Oh, yeah. so you kind of had a, oh, you that? built a community there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so MySpace, um, this was around, what, like early 2000s, right, approximately? Mm. Um, so I, I think during that time, as much as I have a local sort of fan base, most of my fan base are, are, uh, are global. And I think MySpace sort of, like, is the first, uh, music platform to sort of like have that um, and yeah MySpace pure volume that's the stuff that I used to like upload my stuff to um, and from there like you know build friendships and communities with you know other musicians as well mm -hmm. yeah and then you moved to was it LA for music school or where mm -hmm. yeah yeah so Around 2008 uh, is when I moved to the States. Um, I went to music school um, at, uh, it's, it's, it's around here, it's nearby. Uh, do you know where Musicians Institute is? No, Okay. in Hollywood though. In, in Hollywood, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's in Hollywood. Um, it's a pretty good school. Um, I really enjoyed my time there. But, you know, if I was to go back, um, I would have, like instead of like paying tuition for music school, I would have invested that money somewhere else, maybe like in a studio mm. where I could actually collaborate with, with people, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, build, build my relationships and networks that way, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because most of the stuff that, um, most of the stuff that I've learned at school, um, I've, I've learned myself, you know, like, I think school essentially just acknowledged like what I already knew, um, but it did help me. Um, it did help me have access to 
people who are doing it um, you know for for a living like the mentors that I've had over there uh, which was very helpful uh, the mentors that I've had over there you know had you know good experience in the music industry you know um, and so it was helpful for me to actually be around that and you know be in the company of people who are also like me mm-hmm. trying to you know try to try to try, try, not trying to make it but trying to have a sustainable career as a musician mm-hmm. yeah what clicked you to change your name mm. from from Spasky to Mark Rodito. yeah I think it was time it was mm-hmm. time to change um, I found myself changing more and more and I feel like the name the moniker Spaz Kid um, didn't feel didn't feel right anymore mm. you know it didn't it didn't you know it, it felt limiting you know it felt restrictive um, so, so, that, so that's one I feel like you know I feel like it was time for a change uh, part two is I also, you know, it has come to my attention as well that, you know, the, the word spa, spaz mm. um, could be seen as a derogatory term for people with, uh, with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I didn't really want to associate my, my music with that, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. Were you ever afraid of having difficulty shifting your fans? Like, cause you already like we're doing it for so many years, and mm-hmm. we're scared of losing that fan base or how to, you know, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah, no, totally. Even for like shows and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's it's essentially starting over again, um, and it's hard, man. It's hard. It's, um, but I feel like I've made the right decision just because it just it just feels right to me, you know, mm-hmm. to actually have my name uh, instead of a moniker because I feel like. Um, this gives me much more freedom to actually pursue like sounds and and projects, um, you know, versus like you know, with the name Spasket, like people already have a uh, an idea or, or or like notions of like oh, what this project would sound like, you know. I, I at least like for me, I feel like <clears throat> adopting like Mark Rodito, like my name, offers you know this like all these options, you know, like. Like I can, um, you know, if I want to um, have like a shoegaze record, if I want to make a shoegaze record, I could totally do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then how did, how do you say it, Likido come Likido, about? Yeah. yeah. How did that come about? So Likido, um, it started uh, t- around 2016. It's, um, it's mostly a, so it's an event series. Um, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a, uh, it was a response to, um, you know that thing that happened in Florida where, um, uh, it was like a gay club? Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's like the, the, uh, what do you call it, the, the massacre that happened there? Yeah. Um, and so we, it felt very emotional during that time. Um, especially knowing the roots of dance music and electronic music having, you know, deep roots with the LGBTQ communi- community. And so that felt very, yeah, 
it, it, it felt really, I felt really very strongly, um, like when that happened. Um, and, and so I, I feel like as someone who is part of the, you know, electronic music, you know, community, I felt uh, called to actually express um, what I'm feeling through an event. And so I gathered like, you know, all my friends who were, um, you know, who are, you know, who are part of the scene, of the local scene. Um, and then from there, um, you know, we, we did our first event. Um, and yeah. What do your parents think about your career now? Um, my dad is my, my biggest fan. Really? Yeah, he would, he would go on my Facebook or my Instagram and he would like, you know, comment and, you know, reply to my posts. No and, way. And he would be like, good job, son. You know, and I was like, That's oh my so God. That's so rare for an Asian parent. You're yeah. so lucky, like, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my dad, my dad has always been there for me. Um, I, you know, like, up until the moment that, you know, I told him, hey, you know, um, I'm going to the States. Um, I'm gonna go to music school. I want music to be my career, and you know, I mean, like like any Asian parent, he like, he was like, "Are you sure about that?" You know, like like that's uh you know it's uh, it's it's hard. You know, it's it's unstructured. It's untraditional. Um, the support system isn't there, um, and you know, which is all true. You know, mm -hmm. and you know, he was making the point, and you know, it's unstable. It's uncertain. Um, and he's right about that. But then, you know, in the end, he he still was, you know, he, and then he was like, yeah, if that's what you want, then, then go for it, Whoa. you know? As long as you know what you're getting into, mm -hmm. you know? Um, how, how do you think your style of music has changed over the years? Mm, I feel like it's always changing every release, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I feel like a lot of musicians um, could relate to this, but, there's always that sort of desire to to always evolve, to pursue new sounds, to, to try a different style. Um, and and I, I feel that very strongly in me, and mm -hmm. that okay, like you know, all right, I'm, I'm into this stuff, um, and I would pursue it like 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 you know like head on. And then you know after a few months, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm it's time to switch. You know, like I want to keep it really interesting, like for myself. You know, and my hope is that my, my 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 followers and my audience would also appreciate that too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. What clicked you to start your YouTube channel, and what are your goals for it? It's dude, it's just an experiment at this point. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I feel like I take a lot of inspiration from channels like yours. Um, you know, uh, where where it's like, here's an idea, here's a thing, and I'm gonna do it. You know, and mm -hmm. we'll see where it goes. You know, yeah. and I see that a lot in your channel. And you know, I think right now at this point, you're you're much more. You have a system down. Like you know what you want. Um, for me, I'm still sort of experimenting. Like okay, mm -hmm. like let's do vlogs a little bit. Um, let's do like tutorial videos a little bit. Um, we'll see where it goes. Sort of thing. I think. Yeah. Like the way that I see it, it's like it's it's my show, and I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, still a lot of learning, um, 
I think that I should, uh, you know, I think we should talk one of these days and give me tips on how to actually grow my YouTube, you know? <laughs> I need tips. <laughs> Mostly collab. I mean, like, think about it. Every single interview I do is pretty much a collaboration. That is That's true. That's five collaborations per week. That is true. That is so true. I think what I love about your channel is the consistency. Mm -hmm. It's very consistent. Um, you have this main idea, you know, which is, you know, revolving around dance music, electronic music, and creativity. And, and it's just like, whatever video that you make is, 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 is very solidly rooted in those ideas. Oh, you know? thank you. Which, which I think is like, it's, a pretty cool, it's, a, it's pretty cool to see that. It's yeah. pretty cool to see that. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah. you. How would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? How have I grown as a person? Mm hmm. Um, hmm. I feel like age does play a part, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm someone in in his late thirties, you mm -hmm. know, and so um, that has really informed the way that I looked at life, the way that I look at my relationships, the way that I look music, look at music, mm -hmm. you know, and art and creativity. Um, I feel like I'm less. You know, I, I, I'm more mellow now, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like... <laughs> You're super mellow. I'm like, you would do the best at customer service <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, and, you know, and, and so when, when I see, say, like, 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 like a younger person, uh, you know, in the creative industry, like, like, you see the hunger and the passion in their eyes, right? And, and that, that is great, and you should have that. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's also, like, an extreme you know sense of that where it's just like oh i want i want i want shit to happen right now you know mm. and i feel like just growing older you know makes you i guess at least for me makes it made me more patient and more i guess humble you know like you can't have everything you know um might as well just focus on things that really matter to you, you know? mm -hmm. and for me it is music you know and um you know as 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 uh Hard as it is, um, you know, making a, a career in music, I, you know, I feel like that's really what I want to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what does love mean to you? I think we are all love. I think that, and this might sound very woo-woo, but, but, but it's really truly what I believe in. I feel like this soul or spirit or thing that we have, this consciousness, I think that is love. And, and, and we have this capacity to actually care for another soul, another person um, completely and deeply. Um, I think that is love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you love about your wife's personality? Um, supportive. Oh. Very supportive, yeah, yeah. Um, it's tough being married to, uh, you know, uh, she's an artist in general, you know. It, it involves a lot of, like, you know, touring, um, traveling. It involves a lot of trust as well, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but, you know, Susan is, is very supportive. And, like, yeah, you know, like, she understands, like, that is really you know, what I want to do or what I'm called to do. What would you say have been your biggest challenging moment so far? Challenging moments. Ah, 
Um, when I first moved to the States around 2008, um, it was a big culture shock for me. I mean, imagine this, you know, I, I was already in my 20s when I moved here, so I was pretty set, you know, in, in you know, I was pretty set in my ways, you know, I, I had this idea of how the world is, and then imagine moving to a place, a completely different place culturally, like, I thought that I knew what it's like to live in the States, but I didn't, you know. Um, so, you know, I think for a while I felt isolated and, and lonely and I feel like I couldn't connect to the people here. Mm. Um, there's just a lot of like, just cultural, bar cultural barriers. I mean, I could speak the language, but it was hard for me to make friends because it's like the same references that, you know, people have growing up here. It's different from from what I from from what I grew up in, you know. So, um, so yeah, I, I I remember being lonely during that time. Um, but then, I think a part of me also um, wanted to like reach out and um, you know connect with people. And so I think I think one outlet was through music. Another one is actually pushing myself, you know what, you know, make some friends, make some new friends, mm -hmm. even though it's hard, you know, let's start with having online friends and, and you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll pursue that, you know, and hopefully have a, a real friendship, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Yeah, that's a that's a good question and a deep one too. Um, I just want to be remembered for to be. I just want to be remembered as someone who um, as someone who was kind and who is genuine and who um, pursued art and music like fully. Um, I want to be remembered as an innovative and unique voice in electronic music. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's just so awesome. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Thank you. <laughs>